Located in the western part of the North Atlantic Ocean lies an ominous and mysterious place. One that's been known as the Devil's Triangle. Or as you might know it, the Bermuda Triangle. You're listening to Casual History. Welcome back to another episode of Casual History. My name is Jeffrey. Jacob is on the other line. That's right. I'm here. We're ready to go. How's your How's your uh, week been? It's been good, man. Just really busy. Really busy uh, planning a couple trips and stuff like that. Hopefully some safe trips yeah. uh, later in the year. And uh, yeah, just working, man. What about you? The world is opening back up. I did get my second dose of uh, vaccine. That's um, right. Vaccine dose. How do you um, feel? You feel invincible? I'm starting to in <laughs> seven to ten days. <laughs> yeah, you starting to feel your superpowers yet? A little bit. Um, Good. It's starting to rise in me, the, the strength <laughs> of knowing, wait a minute. In seven nice. days from now, I could yeah. potentially join a semi-living world. You know, we're not going back yeah. to, the, to the old where we don't wear masks and that kind of thing, but I can maybe venture out a lot more than I have. Um, yeah, man. Cause you've been extra nervous. I mean, as you should be, but yeah, yeah, you've been extra nervous about everything. So this is really great. I'm glad you got your second one. I have been, I felt like I've had good reason to me and my asthmatic lungs. So I feel a bit, <laughs> you know, a little rejuvenation yeah. coming in, you know, a little one, two step. <laughs> one, two step. Isn't that played at every step. high school party? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that song is played everywhere. Oh, I, well, I wasn't quoting that song. But <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So I heard you're you're going to be talking about something very mysterious and uh, involves a shape, a very scary shape in you, history. You never know about shapes. You know, sometimes they're gentle, sometimes they're round, sometimes they're square, and other times, Jacob, they're triangles, and triangles oh, wow. of death at that. Triangles of death. Um, I, I, funny enough, I think I ran across a Twitter post um, mm-hmm. when I was scrolling. Oh, no, it was Reddit. I'm sorry. A Reddit post where they mentioned, so there's a new-ish story regarding the Bermuda Triangle that happened recently. And it's not oh. so much a mis- mysterious story as much as it is a just tragic, um, like a boat got lost type thing and we don't know what happened to it. I think it was last oh, wow. October and it's still missing um, in 2021. So, wow. And I think there's 20 people or so. Um, so it, it came back up on my feed, right? I saw the news story. It kind of... I read it, of course, and then yeah. got a bit deeper into thinking, well, wait a minute. I know this is a bit mystical and can be pseudoscience-y, you know, but it's kind of right up my alley. <laughs> Jeffrey, it still hungers. It yeah. still hungers. It's, you know, it, it's still got history. This thing is... It does. It's been around and causing chaos for a while now, is all I'm saying. Now, I, I got to know, and I have to ask this question, how many... Uh, like crazy theory videos on YouTube did you watch before <laughs> writing down your stuff for this episode? Quite a few. And there's quite a Good. few level-headed people out there who okay. uh, persuaded me to think that it, it it's really just a factor of uh, a couple normal things or 
even mm-hmm. if they're n- not normal, a slightly abnormal, but nothing of, yes, you know, great <laughs> mystery <laughs> that we tend to put on it. Um, sure, but it's we can not talk like about the portal that. to another dimension. You know, well, it might be. <laughs> it's not ancient aliens living there, so they're trying to keep us out of their zone. They're living it, underwater. It might be. It might be, Jake. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> I mean, they're all possibilities. Well, there's a lot of possibilities, and quite a few come up as reasonable reasonable but they're all best guess scenarios it's not uh you know there's no defined answers to why these certain stories have played out the way they yeah. have so what i have here is um to kind of set the scene is about mm-hmm. six mini ish stories regarding mysteries within the bermuda triangle things that okay. are documented factual okay and right. we can kind of dive into them dissect them and then maybe we can talk about at the end um, some reasons how it's all that, a lie and yeah. an alien conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, how maybe maybe it's all a sham. Maybe it's all uh, you know of this earth type uh, answers. Which look, it probably but that's is. less entertaining. Let's talk about it. well, we can talk about it and get into it deeper. Yeah, um, let's do it. But I wanted to start off with a few stories, and then we can go from there. All right. So, do you know where the Bermuda Triangle is located? I know it's in the. I don't, I'm sure yes. probably, you probably know it's in the North uh, Atlantic Ocean, but I know the, the general area. General yes. area. Okay, so if you if you made a triangle from uh, Panhandle handle of Florida down okay. to Puerto Rico, yeah, Puerto Rico to the Bermuda Island, and then mm-hmm. Bermuda Island over to Florida, that's where we kind of get the general triangle. Why isn't shape. it called Puerto Rico? The Puerto Rico Triangle. Doesn't sound as good. And a man <laughs> uh, coined the term uh, in 1964 oh, um, okay. and called it, and really in his writings, which kind of coined the term Bermuda Triangle. Um, okay. But it's a section right off the North Atlantic Ocean of North America, in which more than, here's some estimates, again, can be disputed, the numbers, but over 100 ships. 75 wow. airplanes and a thousand humans are said to have mysteriously disappeared within this region. Yeah. Um, that's nuts. Really crazy. Um, but this section of, of ocean, uh, is about 500,000 square miles. So it's also within this 500 square miles is the deepest section of the Atlantic ocean. Um, right. I can't remember the name of the, the deepest part, what it's called, but, Essentially, within this span of space or ocean mm-hmm. lies the deepest part of the Atlantic Ocean. So, okay, just food for now. Thought. We're not talking like where's okay, I'm going to sound really ignorant. Where's okay. Mariana's Trench? Where's that at? That's not in the Atlantic Ocean. I know. Okay, that. okay. Um, that's what I was about to say. I, was I like, couldn't tell you I know the that that's the deepest because I've been just again my mind's now in this this world. But that's, that's okay. worth a Google. Uh, um, but you already touched on it funny enough but the term Bermuda Triangle wasn't really a term until it was first used by Vincent Gaddis in 1964 in his article published in uh, a magazine so he kind of coined that term which later got picked up for books and books and books and more books so he quite literally chose it probably based on whether it sounded the best I mean for his article yeah Yeah, definitely you're right so that's probably why it's chosen that at all it is still within the triangle, but it does, does kind of make that shape, but he coined it off of that mm-hmm. island. Um, right. 
rather than the Florida Triangle or the Puerto Rican Triangle. I don't know if that would have sounded <laughs> yeah. as good. The Puerto Rican Triangle of Death. Yeah. And some of that is yeah. disputed on like where the line actually lies, right, of where that is. But that's the general area that I okay. came up with. Um, and the stories around the Bermuda Triangle begins, funny enough, in the time of the first illegal migrant, <laughs> Christopher Columbus. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, did he get lost in there? I did hope. you like the way I coined, I kind of <laughs> tagged him there? Kind of yes. did some subtle shade. <laughs> That's right. If you want to learn more about Christopher Columbus, go back a couple, uh, quite a few episodes. <laughs> and learn about how he and, wasn't as great as we Yeah, learn about what a terrible human being he was. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, anyways. It started there, though. Um, I didn't realize that, but essentially in his little, you know, captain's logs that he would write down that... It's nothing to do with disappearing, but it, this is how we categorize it. Essentially, he wrote down um, where he reportedly saw a flame of fire crashing into the sea in the triangle during his first voyage to the New World, which, oh, wow. very explainable, right? Meteor, right? Sure. That's what it seems to be, or, you know, comet, whatever. I don't know how you designate that, but that's maybe <laughs> there is there, there is a technical term, <laughs> <Okay>. I think, <laughs> but we don't but, have to get into that. But he he also then claimed to see a glowing light shortly after. Hmm. Aliens or meteor? I know that's, I almost said aliens, but <laughs> I'm trying not to be too trolly. Uh, no, because I know there's real shit that's gone down in here. Like there's, there's real, real history shit. that has happened in this area. Like I like to joke and poke fun. Because of all the, like the conspiracy theories that surround this story, but yeah. like there is legit people have died, like mysterious people have disappeared in thin air, and we don't know where they are. So like, this well, is- let me go ahead and touch on one. It'll be like a two sentence thing because I only yeah. heard a little bit of it, but it kind of I kind of put out these stories, and I didn't have this one that I'm about to mention in this little list, mainly because it was so short. But essentially, when you talk about aliens, okay, <laughs> supposedly 1980, there was a. a uh, a captain, right, of a, not a, a ship, but he was a flyer, sorry, he was a, um, a pilot, sorry, I, that dropped, dropped the name, a pilot in 1980, mm-hmm. supposedly reported to his, uh, you know, aircraft commander saying, hey, uh, I'm having to take evasive maneuvers because there's a glowing light that's after me and uh, it's going to run me off or, you know, basically put push me into the sea and so he had there was a claim that he had to make evasive maneuvers over this unknown i don't know how else to categorize it ufo because it was an unidentified flying object that he claimed he saw and it was in 1980 um i don't know enough background that's why i didn't add it to the list to go deep on it but interesting aliens have been in chatter that's all i really wanted to mention right it's been in correlation here which how yeah. real is it? You know, whatever we can debate. And, yeah, and like you know, and like and of course, my first instinct is like I want to go off on all the stuff that was released last year uh, about aliens and unidentified yeah. objects by, uh, you know, the military and stuff like that. And but I, I'm not going to derail you on your stories, man. No, but it's part of our history, man. It kind of can't deny that it's it's been a thing, um, whether it's a phenomenon or a certain thing that all humans want to wish on like it's something that's there's an actual there has to be some sort of physical thing right if so many people are experiencing it maybe it's fake maybe it's just a mental thing who knows but 
back to the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> yes. Aliens could be a part of it, though. Um, one of the first stories I have here is one of the most mysterious stories of shipwrecks. Um, this ship is a tale of its own. Despite being found adrift in some other location in the Atlantic Ocean, the connection to the Bermuda Triangle had been um, basically invoked to find an answer to the mystery, mystery of its fate, right? They it w- went through this triangle and they kind of attribute it to the triangle itself. So, discovered on the 4th of December in 1872, with everything right in the place except for the entire crew, <laughs> the ship was found stranded on the sea days after it started its journey from New York to Italy. There were seven mm. crew members along with Captain Benjamin Briggs, his wife, and the two-year-old daughter aboard the vessel, which was loaded with raw alcohol. Right, But days after, when a passing British ship called uh, De Gra- Gratia found the Mary, which is what they called the ship, under partial sail in, in the Atlantic, um, the ship was unmanned with no crew aboard and the lifeboat was missing. Okay? You hmm. would think pirates, right? Um, but Maybe. nothing was stolen. It was also found right, that the cargo was intact and there was also a sword that was left on deck. No trace of people aboard the vessel or the missing lifeboat has ever been found. That's so, um, basically... The fact, the fact that you find, like, their weapons and stuff, what? Yeah, and <laughs> what, what would make them... Would they all fall overboard? I, you know, I like, don't know. A rogue wave come and they all fall overboard? I don't know. Right, I have a couple, like... Uh, Things again. I'm learning that a lot of my knowledge comes from the History Channel that I've watched yeah. when I was a kid growing up. But uh, I remember seeing episodes where the two theories that I have in my head of that tried to explain the Bermuda Triangle in a scientific way, mm-hmm. which was uh, was of course uh, sulfur bubbles was one. I have heard. Yep, I read that seeping up from the seafloor, which basically creates where things become less buoyant, so it sinks things. And then the other explanation is rogue waves, that it's in the perfect area for rogue waves um, to come out of nowhere and basically topple over your ship. But the fact that if everything's on board, like there's swords on the on top, like mm-hmm. I have a hard time believing that like a rogue wave did anything to this ship. We know we can rule out Where did sulfur, all the crew go? Sulfur, right? Essentially, I did a deep dive on that explanation. Yeah. And supposedly, that can't be attributed to this because uh, that hasn't basically the studies have found, I think it was like 1500s like mm-hmm. was when that was the last time there was anything that was seeping from the ocean floor in that area. Oh. So See, I, don't I didn't think know that. that could be possible. Um, I did a little bit of research on that and that's what I came up with. So I ruled that out as well. Also the ship wouldn't be floating. I don't think. Right. Sure. And then also the right. cargo, that's you what think the everything would be the gone. Yeah. It would be that like they the bubbles create a problem with the buoyancy of things, and so it literally just would sink. Like the the law that's keeping it, the ship afloat itself yeah. would start to fall apart. Yep. Um, and so studies of the ship obviously ruled out the possibility of a pirate attack because everything on the ship included the barrels of alcohol, which we know pirates love their alcohol, <laughs> was still there. <laughs> Um, but more than their lives, I don't know. Like what? What attacked them? The kraken get them? Who knows? <laughs> a giant squid. You know those stories, I, right? I just, 
Oh man, I don't know. Like that know. that's very weird. Yeah, but like what do you again, it's kind of like a, a clue game, sadly at the expense of these people who were on board, but I know. What happened? You don't we still like still no one knows and it, I hate to be that person where I'm telling these stories without answers, but it attributes no. to the the triangle. Like the why, why in this yeah. area? Why did what happened? Um and the yeah. possibility of a natural disaster, of course, was also on the list of thinking, right? Um, They thought about an undersea earthquake behind the accident. Maybe Mm. um, a few proposed, um, you know, just falling overboard, but all all of them, you know, at the same time, maybe not. I don't know. The lifeboat's gone. The lifeboat's gone. So they felt like they had to leave. So they felt like they had to leave the boat for safety. But why? (laughs) But why? And the ship's intact. Why? <laughs> who who had who had Kraken on their bingo card? Yeah, right. Who Kraken. had Kraken? <laughs> you know, it's like one of those <laughs> what's the Pirates of the Caribbean movie where he has the Kraken on call where he can like twist the Dude, thing yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um right. Oh my lord. So a lot of those speculations that we just discussed have been thrown around and all have found reasons to not fit. Um mm. basically, why would a perfectly skilled crew on a good weather day uh, because it was found again, there wasn't like bad weather supposedly. Right, it was the found with their ship destroyed. entirely uncompromised, just abandoned, and then they would never surface surface again. So they got the lifeboat, but what happened to them? Because they're not there. You know, they never made it yeah. to safety. Obviously, um, that's so crazy. So who knows? But that's one of my stories. Okay, I'm just gonna keep building okay. this little cake. I'm building this multi-layered cake. Yes, please, please do. So, another unnerving triangle mystery associated with the American White Oak um, schooner, the Ellen Austin, the ship, um, in 1881, okay, so we're moving on a few years, the 210-foot-long Ellen Austin was on her way to New York from London when she stumbled upon a derelict near the Bermuda Triangle. Everything seemed fine with the unidentified um, ship drifting just north of the sea, the Sargasso Sea, I think that's how mm-hmm. you say it, but the missing crew. So again, ghost ships. Ghost ships. Captain Baker of the Ellen Austin that found the okay. ship asked to observed, asked to observe it uh, for two days, right, waiting like before they approached it to make sure it wasn't a trap, right? They found sure. it kind of just floating there. They're like, let's follow it, see. You know, see what this is. Are they waiting for us to board right. and then jump out? After two days with no response from the ship, the captain entered the abandoned vessel with his crew to find the well-packed shipment and no sign of the crew. That's crazy. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> but here, the Jacob doesn't stop. It's going on. <laughs> In order to tow it back with Ellen Austin, right? So they attempted to tow, right. tow the ship back. The captain placed... Um, prize crew on the ship and no, set don't tell me. to sail together. No. However, Jacob, after two days of sail on calm waters, a squall separated the two ships. Right. Following which the ship they found vanished along with the new people they put on board to, to, you know, operate it. Holy shit. But did they ever <laughs> find the ship after that again? Yes, Jacob. <laughs> they did? Days after the storm, According to the stories, Captain no. Baker's lookout could spot the vessel through a spyglass. So after the storm where they got separated, spotted them again, only to realize the vessel drifting far away aimlessly once again. After hours of effort, 
the Ellen Austin caught up to the vessel. And, but strangely, again, no one was on board. Empty. No one's on board. Right. What the fuck? And there's another version of this story near the ending, right? It's, again, debated, but there's another version where after they attempted, again, to bring this back to land... But supposedly it ended up with the same fate before that essentially they abandoned, uh, they thought it was a cursed vessel and they basically abandoned it. Uh, Didn't yeah, attempt burn, to try it again. It. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That's nuts, man. Right? <laughs> what is coincidence? What's happening? What, what is happening? And this just keeps building, right? So that's, again, these, this started with, uh, you know, it could be a meteor shower by Christopher Columbus in the North sure. Atlantic Ocean within the space of the Bermuda Triangle. And then you have these claims. And again, who knows with how much of this is, you know, shipmate gossip, you know? Right. <laughs> I don't know. But this is documented and this is what I have. So... That took me, when I read that second story, I was kind of flabbergasted. I'm like, okay, <laughs> hold up. <laughs> There's a coincidence happening. Um, and I'm just going to keep moving on to the third one um, before we take a mini break um, and get back to some. So I'm going to leave the most famous Bermuda Triangle story towards the end. But there's another story I want to get into. Okay, well, that's good. I'm just, right now, I'm currently looking up how many planes currently fly over the Bermuda Triangle oh, right now. Oh, it's a like, well-traveled, it's one of the most popular traveled pieces of ocean. Like, okay. there's a lot of... So, well, I mean, I would imagine it would be. There's lots of hot spots going to Puerto Rico. Maybe the aliens um, moved, Jacob. That's all I got to say. I'm just, that's, <laughs> that's nuts, man. I was just like, I need to know how many ships go through there and how many planes fly over. It's well-traveled, uh, real daily. traversed. Okay, so so what would happen in the 1800s? Well, it keeps going, and I, I'll keep writing okay. this, this story, right? So another layer to this cake, 1918. Mm -hmm. We're moving on to the 1918. So we have some pretty advanced ships at this point, right? And there, this, right. this story is about the disappearance of the USS Cyclops, one of the Navy's biggest fuel ships, and it marks the, loss, the largest loss of life in the history of the U.S. Navy in a single incident. Okay. Wow. Okay. So in March 1918, this is a massive ship, by the way. It's not some small rinky-dink, you know, wooden ship out in the middle of this North Atlantic Ocean. No. It's yeah, a massive sure. ship that was set to sail from Brazil to Baltimore through the Bermuda uh, region carrying 10,800 pounds or tons of mag manganese ore. Um, okay. And it had about 309 crew members on board. Um, and so it set off on a fairly good day, and the first and only message sent by the ship indicated no sort of troubles. However, the ship was never heard from again, and an entire search of the area was put into action, but nothing was ever found. No remains mm. of the ship or any crew members aboard have ever been found. The captain of the USS Cyclops never sent a distress signal, and no one aboard responded to radio calls from other vessels in the vicinity. And so this actually um, initiated one of the biggest searches that have ever happened over this region. And they covered, like, there's a good, there's a map that shows, you know, their, their areas of coverage. They went sure. through everything. So it must be under the ocean, but what took it down? And there's no distress signals, right? Something happened where they couldn't get out and it got lost to the triangle. What? So... 
I mean, again, like, yeah, that's that's very interesting. And you would think that okay, say say if it did like, um, have something catastrophic happen, do you think there'd be pieces, remnants, things floating around? I mean, the ocean is huge. Like, have no doubt that it can hide many many secrets, and it has. Yeah, but that's very. I think interesting. I think if it went down, I think that the the mainly maybe the more mystery, at least in my mind, is what mm-hmm. is sinking these ships. Like, if I feel like that's an obvious answer, right? We we don't find it afloat by searching because obviously it's sunk in my mind it, sure like me that's too. the most realistic version right it sinks and then it's just under the water and you're not going to find it if it you know drifts under undercurrents who but, knows right it gets underwater and you're not going to go searching i wouldn't assume at the very in bottom the deepest part of that part of the ocean you true said, right? it could it i could, mean there's probably can't even reach it yeah so it's more what took it out Right. This is supposed to be a right. very, again, you know, I know that if we talk, this is kind of a weird connection, but the Titanic, right. It was a little bit of a different mm-hmm. situation because obviously we know what took it down, but something happened that took it down and it was supposed to never sink, you know? So I don't know mm-hmm. what could have happened, but that's what my mind goes. And that's where the mystery continues, right. Of what's yeah. happening to See, but like that's, that could be almost like, that is it's still very mysterious and awful, obviously. Uh, but I feel like that's more it's more in my realm of like reality. Yeah. Like, okay, uh, there was an accident, something terrible happened, and they weren't able to get a distress signal off in time, which is again probably very rare. But you can't tell me those things don't happen. Yeah. So so I'm just thinking like okay, that's more explainable. People like recovering ghost ships and then them becoming the ghost ships themselves. Yeah. Now we're talking about something that I feel like what the hell, because if everything's intact, yeah. nothing is broken, nothing's damaged. What would make you want to leave the ship? Even if they're, they're a little, uh, you know, a raft boat is gone. capsized and they sank and they were never seen again. That's how they lot lost. Like why, why did you leave the ship in the first place? Yeah. It's true. That does freak me out more than this seems a little bit more explainable. Um, right. I don't but, know why it does. It just does. No, it does. It does. But that's where my mind left. But I'm kind of just following the timeline. So we're going to sure. keep diving, keep going more and more until we reach one of the most famous stories of the Bermuda Triangle. Um, okay. And in the meantime, let's take a quick break and then we'll get back into it. All right. Let's do it. Thank you for listening to that ad. We appreciate your support. Um, yep, and thank you on your on your commercial journey or whatever you just listened to in between the break. And if there wasn't one, then thank you so, for still being here. Yeah, thank you. We're just getting back into the stories of the Bermuda Triangle. We've touched on a few, and we're going to keep going. Um, and hopefully we'll find the answers. No, we won't. But Yes, we will. <laughs> Jeffrey, we will. But maybe after explaining some of these mysteries, it'll make you want to do your own research or, you know, um, or visit yourself in a boat. Yeah. Let's (laughs) take a journey. I honestly will probably never feel comfortable sailing through the the Bermuda Triangle. No matter how well traversed it is on a daily basis now, it still feels uh, mystical. 
<laughs> yeah, just bad, bad, you know, I also, bad vibes I from can't it. lie, man. I was one of those kids. I thought about this place a lot growing up. Did you really? I did. <laughs> I, 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 thought I keep about seeing, it. I keep seeing like uh, posts on Twitter and stuff like that. They were like, man, I really thought for how hyped the Bermuda Triangle, it would really <laughs> affect my life more. And I instantly thought of you, but I didn't think you thought about it that dude, much. Dude, I remember, like, again, it's like I was in love and still am in love with any mystery that I think you like conspiracy theories too. I think you're, I think you, uh, you, you don't fall into those rabbit holes, but I just think the mystery of it brings you in. It, it captures just, me. There's something intoxicating about it. Yeah. There's something more like the, the essence of something more or something out of my understanding or out of yeah. the general population's understanding intrigues me so much because I want there to be an answer. And so that always gets me going, what is the answer? Right. I got to, I want to is know one. more. There is one, just people don't know. Exactly. That's the, that's the part. Exactly. Like, we know something happened. happened to these people. So, they went through a series of events that ended their lives, but we don't know what happened to that. Yep. Like, we really don't know the answers. And we might, probably will never will. I don't, yeah, we won't. I don't think, I don't think there's going to be an answer unless eventually in a hundred and something years, we map the entire ocean floor. And or we talk to Davy Jones and yeah. convince him to uh, let us talk. I feel like, Listen to me. I've had this thought a lot, okay? Yeah. Why don't we just create sonar technology that's strong enough to just map the entire ocean floor? Can we not do that, Jake? Can we I not come know, up with that? Man. I don't know that? our current techno- technological status on We can that send stuff. a man to no Mars. We're get, that's our yeah. plan. And we're not going to be able to know what's at the bottom of our oceans. That's going to yeah. be freaky to me. I don't understand that. <laughs> we got to understand we're, our We're going to be Earth on here. the moon and have a base on the moon before we understand what is it completely in our oceans. Yo, but I'm all for the moon. But I don't understand why we're not taking more initiative to figure out what the hell is in the ocean. We know what. I, what's the number? 3%, 4% of the entire ocean has been you know, fully explored like underneath the ocean to know what's actually there. There could be, it truly is. It truly is human limitations, Jeffrey, from what I understand. I don't know about tech. I'm sure they should be developing something super crazy to be able to map this with themselves. But like, again, when you think about the vastness of the ocean, the idea of just like, just map it seems, no, <laughs> it seems like that would be really difficult. Harder than I'm um, making it seem. But oh, if, God, if yeah. I was president, I would do the same thing as Kennedy. <laughs> I would say by 1941, we will then map the entire, oh, wow. <laughs> entire ocean floor and then wow, make good. it become, you that's know, a technical. Was it? Thank you. Is that Roosevelt? <laughs> no, no, that was Kennedy, Jake. Was Kennedy. Oh, it was Kennedy. Remember oh, you're Kennedy right. That was, was Kennedy. By 19... Yeah, it's okay. Um, yeah, you're right. Back to the stories, though. If I was a president, okay. that's what I would do because this needs to be answered. Um, it it does. It's There is definitely some creepy shit in the oceans that we don't know about. I fully believe there are things like way larger underneath the ocean because there's less competition the, the amount of space, the sheer amount of vastness that is the ocean. Yeah. I, that's where my conspiracies come in. Do like, you, it may not be about these things, but about the ocean, man. Do you know what freaks are, me out also? Just to touch on this real quick. Think about yeah. this. Have you ever pictured a whale in person? Like one of the, like the blue whales or the, the orca, like one of those whales that are like a hundred foot, foot long. Have you ever yeah, thought the blue about whales, that? I think, 
No. Like, have you ever <laughs> thought about being in the ocean, in the middle of the ocean, and then seeing yep. a hundred foot blue whale? Yeah. Now that there's a space for that animal to exist in exactly. multitude. Exactly. And have plenty of space, Jeffrey. Plenty. And <laughs> That's what we're talking about. But it's huge. And you're talking about we as humans. Like, I just watched a Mythbusters thing. It's so funny that we talked about this. About, like, diving suits and how far you could go in a regular diving suit when it depressurizes. Do you know what happens to the human body? Yeah. <laughs> it, at that depth? You get at crushed, a certain depth, right? like, you just, like, get we can, squished. We barely scratch the surface of what we can survive diving-wise. Oh, by the now, way, I think... Yeah, sorry, go We've ahead. done stuff in tanks that have been improving uh, in little, like, you know, underwater vehicles. Yeah. But still, like, the we we cannot go where all that shit would be, I think. I, th- I think we still don't have the tech. Yeah, we We're don't. We're still trying we to... We don't. But, I man, mean, that, it just... If that's on the surface, right, and we're seeing right. these things on the surface and we know that they're there, mm-hmm. there's some weird shit down there. I don't know that I want to figure out You can't tell me about. there's not animals that big or bigger and a completely different species that we don't know about that live exclusively in that area that we just cannot reach. Well, there's a, like, there's a whole other tyrant it, there with the mega sharks. You ever heard about that? The like 200 foot mega sharks that we know supposedly existed that were great sure, whites the on megalodon steroids. stuff yeah megalodon sorry that's the word <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure that's like debunked stuff i thought uh, that was an actual thing that used to be not still there but used to be oh yeah definitely used to be yeah so but I, what i'm saying yeah. is how would we know if it was still down there we wouldn't how can we right. say that they're extinct because we don't come across them on our you know when we're s- surfing <laughs> I, I i'm just know. saying there's like there's there's like new animals and like fauna and everything being discovered right now today on the surface where we breathe just fine for the most part we breathe just fine yeah and like the rainforest and stuff and you telling me that like the possibility when you think of how big that mass of water is that there is not an animal exclusive to those depths like it's, it's more of like getting your head around the the sheer scale just like how you think of space you think of space in your brain and it's a lot smaller and a lot easier for you to to think of yeah but it's the same with the ocean man like take what you're thinking and then like multiply that by a thousand like depth pressure like there's no way yeah there isn't stuff underneath there yeah there's no way and again i i just looked up a quick thing about the megalodon there is supposedly some science behind why it's definitely extinct but you know, just thought I'd throw that out there to kind of fact check us sure. on, on the on the spot. But I still yeah. have maybe a percentage of well, how would we really know? <laughs> I um, mean, I'm there have been science, extinct though. animals. I mean, like there there has been real instances of us just stumbling upon a uh, you know a fish or something that we thought was extinct, a shark. It happened with a shark. Yeah, the kid, um, that floated many years ago. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Or that's thought to be extinct for thousands, of, like you know, like a really long time. Yeah, I'm not gonna say thousands because I don't know the exact timeline, but uh, well, maybe <laughs> for a really Jacob, long time. Maybe that's connected to the Bermuda Triangle. Maybe. Would you like that segue? Because we're back. Yeah, we're that was back really on good. story we're back. number four, Sorry. everyone. If you <laughs> skipped through that little tirade of ocean mystery, that's fine. We're back on the fourth story of the Bermuda Triangle, one of the we're most back. famous. Um, not the most famous, I would say, but one of the most famous. Um, 
about Carol A. Deering, a five-mastered commercial schooner. It's one of the most written about marine time mysteries of the 20th century due to the complete mystery around its abandonment. So, Mm. on January 31st, 1921, Carol A. Deering was found hard aground on the treacherous rocks um, on the Diamond Shoals, North Carolina. And there were speculations that the vessel was involved in rum running. However, Hmm. when the investigation team from Barbados reached the vessel after days of effort in the rough sea, what they found was a deserted ship with all the crew members missing along with the crew's personal belongings, ships, navigational equipment, logbooks, and life rafts, among others. Often known as the ghost ship on the Outer Banks, the disappearance of Carolay Deering, along with other vessels during the same time period in the Bermuda Triangle area, has been valuable information on the mysterious waters but nothing could bring anyone closer to solving the mystery. Very short mm. and sweet, but it's one of the, also just one of the most written about because it was a story, right, that ran um, during 1921 of what happened to these people, this ship, all these crew members are gone, they sailed through, and all we have is this ship that ran aground. It's, you know, right. that's the only reason why we know. We don't know what happened to them, but the ship was intact, wow. but it ran aground. Ghost ship, Jacob. You telling me someone didn't keep logs on the other end? Uh, I don't know. I I, I don't know. Uh, but that's what happened. Con- wow. Like ran aground, and that seems to be a common theme, right? Crew members gone. Yeah, just people disappearing. Or, like it sounds like people get scared, and they jump off, even though the ship is in yeah. good good uh, good health because it was in good right. enough health to sail itself to the coast of North Carolina and run aground. Like right. So nothing was wrong with the ship. It didn't sink. They it just left. It kind of makes me feel better that they have their belongings. <laughs> they left. And that they tried to bring stuff. Yeah. But still, more ghost ships. What are they running from, Jake? What are they abandoning ship for? <laughs> what are they running from? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they're running from, but that's terrifying, and I don't want to think about it, Jeffrey Jesus. <laughs> that's a funny way to put that. I didn't realize it sounded like that. <laughs> <laughs> don't scare me on my own damn podcast Jeff <laughs> but honestly Jake that has I know. to be a thought why would they leave okay. the ship okay but you have to, okay so now I feel like I need it. more context <laughs> I feel like I need more context how often does this happen like in the oceans regularly like Ghost is this ships? also not just exclusive to Bermuda Triangle, right? It can't be. I don't know. I mean, how common is a ghost ship? I'll Google it. Um, how? Yeah, like how common in history? Like, is it is it exclusively in that area where like it's been hap- it happens more often, I, or is it like it has to be something that happens? There's an article the world. here called Ocean Oddities and Ghost Ships. Um, I haven't read it, okay. but I just pulled it up. So. There might be some more information there for you, um, for those who have a similar thought to look up. So maybe there's some more information there. Um, And maybe it isn't just tied to the Bermuda Triangle, but essentially because it's in the Triangle and it happens through it, it's bound to be added to the mystery regardless of whether it's commonplace. But um, it still doesn't make it any less creepy for me because my mind goes to where you just thought, what you just said, right? It's scary thought, but... What would make these people in 1890 or whenever that time period was, and in this 1921 story, what would make them leave the ship that's in perfectly good health? Good health meaning it's not sinking, there's no holes in the ship, it's not on fire. Right. There's no real reason to abandon the ship. Right. 
do they fall overboard? Like, is that something that might have happened to all the crew members? Every single one? I don't know. I don't know. But what would like make Like, there them? wasn't someone inside the ship? Maybe. Like, they were all just on the deck and got hit with a... Maybe. <laughs> with a maybe fuck? it's one of those things where they thought it was so bad that it was going to sink, even though it didn't. And they left thinking it was going to. And the ship mm. was like, well, psych. <laughs> <laughs> but the I'm coincidence fine. of it all happening in a similar place. Yeah, I don't know. You take that for what you will, Jake. Take that for what you will. No, yeah. Yeah, I mean like that's where my my brain goes to trying to figure out, you know, uh probable solutions to this as well. Well, I have another story and, for like, you. Okay. Uh we can just get into it if you're you're okay with uh, that little haunting thought in the back of your mind. <laughs> What's chasing me? I'm Jacob? okay. <laughs> I've gathered myself since. Okay. I'm good. On December 22nd, <laughs> Near Christmas, eh? Um, 1967, Uh so we're moving through time. A cabin cruiser named the Witchcraft left from Miami with her captain, Uh Dan Burke, and his friend, Father Patrick Horgan. And the two gentlemen's journey on the 23-foot luxury yacht was to enjoy the wonderful view of Miami's Christmas lights. However... Okay, okay, Jeffrey. Go ahead. I I need you to stop. Okay. Okay. First of all... You're traveling in the in the Bermuda Triangle. Mm-hmm. Number one, number two, your ship name is the Witchcraft. Yep. <laughs> Are you telling me the person on board was a pastor? No. Oh wait, no. Father Patrick Horgan? I think so. Father. <laughs> I mean, tell me this isn't a bad omen. Well, and you aren't trying to like you have a death wish, uh, Jacob. They're just going on a gentleman's journey. On their oh twenty-three foot luxury yacht, <laughs> like many oh people do. Yeah, just like any, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Man, their their nice idea nuts. was Sorry. to view the Miami's Christmas lights. However, okay. after reaching just one mile offshore, the Coast Guard received a call from the captain stating that a ship had hit something, but there was no substantial damage. Indicating help hmm. to be towed to the shore, the Coast Guard set off immediately. Reaching the witchcraft in as many as 19 minutes, Jacob. To find no one on board. But to nothing. Jesus. The area indicating the location of the ship was completely deserted, with no signs of any ship having been stranded or even present there previously. What's most intriguing... Oh, wait. You mean the ship is Jacob, even found? they were there within 19 minutes of the distress call. 19 minutes. Uh-huh. And there's nothing. I mean, ships can sink... Unless. But they got there and there's no evidence. There's nothing floating from the luxury yacht. You're telling me a pen doesn't float out of the the luxury yacht? You don't have something that floats to the top when you sink within 19 minutes of the Coast Guard getting there? Oh, my God. The area, (laughs) right? So what's most intriguing about this story is that this particular cruiser was, again, this is all in quotes, virtually unsinkable. Not to mention that numerous life-saving devices present aboard, including life jackets, lifeboats, flares, distress signal devices, etc., were nowhere to be found. None of them was used, and the ship was gone. The Coast Guard officials searched hundreds of square miles of the ocean over the next few days, but were unsuccessful. Nothing of the ship has been found to this day. You, you're asking for it. Go out into one of the most creepy and unknown phenomena to happen ever Yeah, I, in a boat called the Witchcraft with a pastor board <laughs> and expect nothing to happen to you. Nothing out of the ordinary uh, is going to happen. Man, 
But I just, oh, again, it, it defies a little bit of your common sense, at least to me. It defies sure. a bit of my, well, how would there, how would none of the life-saving devices, none of the life jackets float to the top? How would there, like, if they reached the place of where it was called, say, hey, we think we hit something, but we're okay, but we need to be towed back. They were there within right. 19 minutes of that. 19 minutes. They were only like a mile out. And then it's gone. Hmm. What are they like? I don't. I don't know how to explain that. Maybe it's fucking weird, man. They, but what did they hit? Also, my my question is, what did they hit? Sure. But again, like you saying, they're close to shore makes it more probable. Yeah. I was just about to yeah. say, like, hey, well, maybe that's what's in the Bermuda Triangle. There's like very weird formations, True. like that, like go from the deepest part of the ocean to really shallow in certain areas, yeah. and it just. But like again, these ships don't have damage. And it is literally known as one of the deepest parts of that ocean. But this is so, this was a mile off, supposedly with a twenty-three right. foot luxury yacht that was supposed Maybe to they be, did hit you know, virtually unsinkable. That's kind of how it was categorized. Hmm. So, all leading up to one of the most famous, I think, um, it's the one I heard about initially when I first. I I mean, I've heard about this story growing up. You probably have as well. Um, okay. But it's one of the most famous stories of the Bermuda Triangle. And it's is it is it a a woman? Flight 19. Flight 19. You probably heard of this. I don't know if I've heard I'll that. I'll get into it. So we're going a little okay. bit back from the 1960 story that I just talked about. Um, back to December 5th. You notice it's December again? Um, mm-hmm. December 5th, 1945. At 2.10 p.m., five U.S. Navy Avenger torpedo bombers comprising Flight 19 take off from the Fort Lauderdale Naval Air Station in Florida on a routine three-hour training mission. Flight 19 was scheduled to take them due east for 120 miles, north for 73 miles, and then back over a final 120-mile leg that would return them to the naval base. Except they never returned. So two hours after the flight began... The leader of the squadron, who had been flying in the area for more than six months, key point, reported that his compass and backup compass had been acting weird yes. and failed, and that his position at the time was unknown. The other planes experienced similar instrument malfunctions. Radio facilities on land were contacted to find the location of the lost squadron, but none were successful. After two hours of confusing messages... From the flyers, a distorted radio transmission from the squadron leader was heard at 6.20 p.m., apparently calling for his men to prepare to ditch their aircraft simultaneously uh, because of lack of fuel. So, right. so by this time, several land radar stations finally determined that Flight 19 was somewhere north of the Bahamas and east of Florida coast, and at 7.27 p.m., a search and rescue mariner right, ship, or no, sorry, mariner aircraft took off with a 13-man crew. Three minutes later from that takeoff, that aircraft radioed to its home base and its mission was underway. The marina was never heard from again either. That rescue flight with 13 people lost. Later, there was a report from a tanker cruising off the coast of Florida of a visible explosion seen at 7.50 p.m. Oh, wow. Suspected to be that marina. Mm -hmm. So... The disappearance of the 14 men of Flight 19 and then the 13 men of the Mariner led to one of the largest air and sea searches to that date. 
Hundreds of ships and aircraft combed thousands of square miles of the Atlantic Ocean, the Bermuda Triangle, and remote locations within the interior of Florida. No trace of bodies, aircraft, ship, anything was ever found. Nothing. Nothing. That is crazy. Now, now, okay, that unlocks. I do remember there is a whole story, you know, and about how story. they had enough fuel, but like again, you getting turned around because your instrument's not working. Um, issue. Which, but like, is that magnetic fields? Is there a weird magnetic be, right, field in that area? But that's the thing, right? So it gets to. It doesn't seem like it's abandoned ship. It's not like there's ghost ships here in this area. But something, all of the the planes, ships malfunctioned. All, you know, everyone that took off. So something right. was messing with them in 1945 That's in crazy. this area. Um, even so much so that the marina that came to, to look for them as a rescue mission, the first one lost as well. Never heard from again. Holy crap. So again, the, the theory, there's a lot of theories to all of these stories. A lot of sure. reasons because people are trying to figure out just like we are, yeah. you know, like trying to go, what is it? What what could it be besides like maybe um, how they made? Did they make their instrumentation uh, like again? Because more modern ships have gone through, yeah, the Bermuda Triangle and not had issues with that. So if it was like a uh, you know a phenomena that happened in that area only, well, you would assume that it would have some small effect for the most part in that area still. Yeah. Unless they had different, they built like their compasses with different technology and stuff. But then again, silver, this isn't the first time they flew over. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was flying over it for six months. The lead guy who was running this um, training mission. No issues. No issues until today. So here's a thought for you that I came across. And these are some supposedly valid arguments to, you know, reasons that some things might happen here. The first one being rogue waves, right? We've talked about that already. Sure. You know, kind of being a mixing water for, you know, 40 foot, 50 foot waves that come out of nowhere. And yeah. that's a possibility. Also terrifying. Um, the sulfur was a theory that was thrown around as well, right? To make the ships, if we're talking about ships, you know, sink or, um, you know, not be able to stay afloat. Um, right. There's another one which is really recent, um, recent and and I think it was like 2016, uh, called hexagonal um, clouds. So there was some research done basically from satellites where uh, some scientists, I can't remember where from, uh, determined that some of these clouds were in like a hexagon shape. Mm-hmm. And so essentially um, that it would essentially be like air bombs, like shooting air down at a very fast rate in these little pockets that could, oh. um, basically, it would be like almost like a rogue wave, but of air. You know, like it could be like, right. and it's only in this area in very specific areas. Yeah, but extra. There, that's extra that's a theory. It's not proven because I don't think anyone's ever actually. Again, I could be speaking ignorantly, ignorantly, yeah. but that's a theory I came across. Um, See, that's pretty crazy. But again, most of the stories we just talked about were dealing with ships or like instrumentation. He wasn't saying they were being pushed down. They yeah. were saying he couldn't figure out the way back. Yeah. Instrumentation. So something magnetic. So, I did also come across the idea that this area specifically has a higher 
um, magnetic field. So like there's a hole. So again, it's sure. a theory, I think, a hole in the ozone or like atmosphere to where like, you know how the North and South Poles have, you know, radioactivity or electromagnetic um, activity at the North and South Poles, right? And we have that sure. little, uh, what's the outer layer of our atmosphere called? I can't remember. Uh, um, but essentially that there's a theory that this is a hot spot for that. Uh, basically being could cause malfunctions. But here's the thing that could be very, very valid. But why would, if a guy's been flying six months there, it's not like he hasn't experienced it before. So if this just yeah. happened randomly, I don't know if that would account for that. Would it, would that just suddenly happen like that? I don't know, but it's a theory. Um, and then the yeah. last one being aliens. <laughs> <laughs> they're just all being abducted well, the last one being, uh, at least all the shit well, people well here's the actual alien theory that there could be I, I i hate you know playing into this too much but an alien base underwater that was that was mm-hmm. a thought and essentially <laughs> that was a theory couldn't help but say aliens it. get mad well you know <laughs> get maybe off my the, lawn yeah. they take the humans and, uh, in 1894 and say hey you're not supposed to be here. It's basically it's basically how people are with their drones now. They're just like, why is he flying that in my yard? You know what? I'm gonna take it. Like, I'm gonna take this I'm gonna drone. shoot it out. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck with them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna take their drone. And then I did so, mention that story, right? I'd already touched on it at the top, but the guy in 1980 who supposedly was had to take evasive action because he said there was a, a glowing unidentified object that was chasing him. Um, right. Who knows? There's a lot of, again, there's also some woo-woo. I went down, dude, do not go through. <laughs> there's, a, there's a channel called the Science Channel, funny enough, but it's not really Science Channel. <laughs> dude. It was online. Dude, th- it is a dark rabbit hole. And YouTube, if you watch one conspiracy video, dude, you're in yeah. it. You're in the algorithm. They know you. <laughs> well, it wasn't just that. It was I went to searching again through Bermuda Triangle uh, articles, and it led me to this video of this search crew <laughs> of people who thought it was all aliens and they had like a meeting. Okay. It was pretty interesting. I mean, I'm not going to discredit everybody there because look, I don't know, man. Got, I don't, you got to keep an open mind. Keep an open mind if if I don't know, you know what, what makes, what makes their, you know, idea less plausible than mine. I, I guess. think, I, I think if anything, what I've come to think on it, I've come to think is that it's probably a multitude of things. It's never just one thing. Yes. I don't think it's ne- ever one thing. And when it comes to these mysteries, mm-hmm. but except for a giant squid, man eating squid, pulling, you know, very possible, boats. very possible pulling people off boats. Um, yeah. but I wanted to touch on one thing that would lead into some future podcasts for us. Okay. Um, and that being that this Bermuda triangle is a coin term, um, that's part of a 12, uh, location mystery sites, right? So it's a part of, sorry, let me rephrase that. So it's understandable. <laughs> the Bermuda <laughs> triangle is also was coined to, uh, as, um, a vile vortices, vortex, vortex, I guess is the right way to say it. Right. V O R T I C E S vortices, vortices, I guess. Um, basically they're areas on the earth's surface, which have naturally occurring anomalies due to the planet's natural electromagnetic fields being stronger in these parts than anywhere else in the world. 
Um, they're supposed to now, be Now, if we spread. put all these places together, do we go Super Saiyan? Jacob, they're supposed to be <laughs> spread equally in 12 parts across the Tropic of Cancer, the Tropic of Capricorn, and include the North and South Pole. And this was coined by a man, mm. Ivan T. Anderson, who visited all of these places. And that's okay. all I wanted to just touch on it. Bermuda Triangle was one of these 12. And there's all these other sites that supposedly, when you fit them together, make up a decohedron. Decohedrohydron. Decohedron, I think is what it's called. <laughs> Butchered that. I know what you mean, um, though. You know what I'm saying? I know what you it mean. makes up a shape, supposedly, where all of these ano- anomalies Interesting. occur. And it was coined by this man, and maybe it was the greatest book writing, you know, ploy and you know life adventure he ever came up with but it was interesting enough to me for me to stumble across when i was doing this research and i think it could lead to a lot Mm -hmm. more discussions that we could have in this area on anomalies and how they're all connected in theory that's right now we have to research all 12 and yeah. find the connection between all of them and create, you know, like the Justice League of terrible places on well, Earth. <laughs> well, there's there's quite that are quite literal real places like um, there's a step pyramid, right, formation under the ocean that was supposedly the Japanese yeah. next to the Japanese Atlantis or, you know, there's like a there's like a brief synopsis I read on it. So it's it's not just. Oh, alien mystery anomaly places like the Bermuda Triangle sure. mysteries. Um, it's actual. Just uh, he coined the term, kind of how they all line up. I I don't know enough about it, but I I knew enough to want to mention it for future references to podcasts. So, yeah, no, that's good to know. That's all I'll I have got to look for into you, that for real. Well, that's awesome. That's uh, that's more stories than I knew about. I just remember the I remember the airplane one getting lost, mm-hmm. and uh, man, I don't even think I even remembered the rest. I think all those were pretty brand new to me. Well, there you which go. It's still shocking, but man, I mean, the world's crazy, and there's still so much humans do not know. And the moment you start thinking that you've got it all figured out, you're wrong. I agree like with that. Wrong. I agree so, with that statement. Who knows? Um, but yeah, if anything else, the mission statement of this podcast, if you made it this far, is to mm-hmm. bring this back up in conversation. How I feel like I've not had enough discussions about the Bermuda Triangle since I was. 14 years old. <laughs> I want this to be a theme we can talk about openly. So please, someone, yes. tweet at us, Facebook message us. I want to discuss this with people who are interested because I'm interested. That's right. Um, and we can deep dive and get woo-woo if you want to. I'm down. Heck yeah. Me too. Me too. I'm ready to deep dive. I'm ready to go there. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm ready for the conspiracy. Well, let's sign off. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, find us on Casual X History, Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, um, Discord server, which we're still pumping and running. Um, yeah. Yeah. Other than that, anything else, Jake? Yeah. No, thank you guys for listening so far. And uh, yeah, it'll be my turn next week. I'm ready. I've already got something a little bit lined up, I think. Perfect. Uh, I'm excited to share it. And uh, yeah, just uh, tune in next week. All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll catch you next time. 